Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackets fans, happy Friday, happy Blue Jackets game day. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, and I really appreciate it. So today, uh, we're going to finish off a conversation that I had yesterday with John Chick of Lockdown Rangers about tonight's game. Uh, we've got some predictions, a little bit of talk about uh, long-term contracts that the Blue Jackets signed, a little bit of debate on the worth of a top-line centre, and then uh, I've got a little bit of a mailbag for you guys to uh, finish off the week with. So I'll just jump straight into my conversation with John. Yeah. I do want to. I do want to ask... I have been making, I've been doing these crossovers with, with a bunch of different teams and I have been making people uh, predict the final score and also the name of the game-winning goal scorer. So I am going to make you uh, predict those now. <laughs> yeah, um, let's go Rangers 4-2. I think they uh, kind of break this early season curse of not being able to score more than three goals in a game. Like I said, it's not so much that like, oh, the, the, Blue, ja- the Blue Jackets aren't any good and you know, Merz Lincolns is due to get lit up or anything like that. It's nothing like that. It's just, I think the Rangers themselves are due no matter who they're playing. And I will say Capo Caco, who seems likely to uh, make his return to the lineup this Friday, I think that he ends up getting the game winning goal. So uh, do you want to go ahead and make a prediction then, Jay? Yeah, I think, hmm. I'm going to say that the Blue Jackets win it. I'm going to go three to two in overtime for the Blue Jackets. And eventually someone that is not Patrick Laine will score an overtime goal for the Blue Jackets this season. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Zach Wierenski for the, the overtime game winner. Sounds good. I know he's off to a good start as well. And, um, you know, actually, I just wanted to ask you real quick about that trade last year. That was one of the more high-profile trades that we saw. Patrick Laine for uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. And Laine seems to be off to a really nice start for the Blue Jackets this year. So is Pierre-Luc Dubois. Um, do you feel like this is just a situation where both these guys need a change of scenery? I mean, I think we know that Dubois definitely did, but both these guys seem to be thriving, you know, with their new team, at least early in the season so far. Yeah, for sure. They both had kind of a rough season last season, whether it, you know, I think, uh, they were both injured at various points. Obviously they had to deal with the trade, new teams. Uh, the Blue Jackets were not very good. So it was a struggle for Line. Um, I'm yeah, I'm super happy that Dubois is doing well in Winnipeg uh, because I like the kid, you know, and it does feel like it was one of those rare trades where both sides have benefited from it, you know. Like I think the, the a lot of times the instinct with a trade is to be like, well, who won, you know, like the uh, the Max Domi Josh Anderson trade. I think everyone was like, oh well, obviously Josh Anderson is the is the best half of that trade, but. I think that this was a pretty even trade. Patrick Laine, he only has two goals so far this season, but he also is second on the team in points. He's been really quietly kind of racking up those power play assists. Um, And I think people kind of get a little bit twitchy when people who score a lot of goals are racking up assists instead. But, I mean, he's got six points in six games. It's hard to be mad at that. Uh, Yeah, you got to take that. The goals will come. 
mostly I think it's because he's doing all of these usual things on the power play, but the way that we've structured it this season is that Boone Jenner has basically just kind of parked himself in front of the goalie for the full two minutes. And so a lot of uh, what would be Patrick Laine goals are actually kind of bouncing off him. Uh, so he's got four goals in six games this season, which is which is good. But I think all four of those goals are um, primary assists from Laine. So it's it's good. It's it's it all seems to be working out. That is not the the high profile trade that I thought you were going to be talking. You were going to be asking me about. Well, there's another one. We, we can how, go to that too. Yeah. <laughs> how how active the Blue Jackets have been in the past kind of eighteen months of of hockey. And yeah, another big trade this offseason, Jay, was uh, Cam Atkinson straight up for Jacob Voracek. And once again, it sounds like it's a trade that, you know, both fan bases kind of, I think their eyebrows probably went up a little bit. But by that same token, I did a crossover with Rachel Donner of Locked on Flyers a few weeks ago, and she mentioned that it was a trade that she thinks is going to help both teams. Uh, What's your early assessment of that? How tough was it to say goodbye to Cam Atkinson? But how has Jacob Voracek done so far uh, with the Blue Jackets? Yeah, I mean, like, that was a really tough trade, um, like, emotionally, I guess, which sounds really kind of dumb. Like, it's it's hockey, you know, it's it's not, it's a business. Uh, but Cam Atkinson was a guy that had been with the Blue Jackets his entire career. He held a bunch of our records, you know, he had the most games, and he was coming up on Rick Nash's most points. And, you know, I think I just kind of assumed that he was going to retire as a Blue Jacket. And then he was one of the guys as well that, was super vocal about how much he loved it in Columbus, how much he wanted to stay here. And after, you know, we had the whole summer of, well, why don't guys want to stay in Columbus to turn around and then trade one of the like three guys that actually wanted to stay in Columbus kind of felt a little bit like, a, uh, you know, kicking the teeth. Um, but Varchek has fitted in really well. We've kind of stapled him to Patrick Line, and those two are really getting some good chemistry. Uh, and it's another one of those trades that's worked out really well for both teams. Obviously, Cam Atkinson has, is leading the uh, Flyers in goals because he's a goal scorer. Uh, Line, I believe, sorry, Varacek is leading us in assists, I'm pretty sure, because that's what we got him for. And it's, yeah, it's just a really good hockey trade that both teams needed um Atkinson was someone that I liked a lot he scored 41 goals a couple of seasons ago for us I wouldn't be surprised if he does that again this season um but we needed a guy that could play with Patrick Laine and unfortunately having two scorers on the same line wasn't working out so we picked up a playmaker picked up a guy like Voracek he's one of the older guys on the team obviously it's a super young team so having uh, a presence like that of someone who can still play on that top line and can still be really effective is I think probably a bigger part of the team's success than a lot of people have kind of really considered. Coming from a minute, I've got the end of my conversation with John of Locked On Rangers, but first I've got to tell you about Built Bar. You know by now, I know by now, Built Bar is incredible. They are the best tasting protein bar on the market. If you, like me, are trying to eat a little bit healthier to try and shift some of that lockdown weight, but also you love delicious candy bars, Built Bar is for you because it is a protein bar. It's high in protein, low in sugar, low in carbs, low in calories, uh, high in everything good, low in everything bad, but it tastes exactly like a candy bar. And that's honestly the best of both worlds, if you ask me. They've got a ton of delicious flavors from cherry barcia to mint brownie to cookies and cream to salted caramel. There's something for everyone at 
Built Bar, and here's the best bit. If you go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off your order. Once again, that is promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you once again for making Locked on Blue Jacket your first listen of the day. Yeah, and something else that I wanted to ask you about. These are a couple of in-house moves that the Blue Jackets made in the offseason. But, you know, Zach Wierenski gets a six-year extension. Boone Jenner gets a four-year extension. Uh, were you in favor of those moves? Does it feel like, you know, the, the Jackets, you mentioned they're retooling as opposed to rebuilding. But does it feel like they have, like, a you know core group of players in place to kind of move this thing forward? Just, just give me a feel for the Wierenski deal and the Jenner deal, if you could. Yeah, I I really like both of them. The Wierenski deal is a little more expensive than I would have liked. Um, obviously, Seth Jones set the market for that. Uh, but also, sometimes you've just got to pay a player more money than he's maybe worth to get him to stay. You know, and I think that was that was the import that was maybe the most important part of the off season was signing Zach Wierenski to that long term contract and having him come out and say. Yeah, I really wanted to sign long-term in Columbus. Uh, after last season, I wanted to talk to Yamo. I wanted to talk to Brad Larson and kind of see what the the feel in the room was, what the plan was. He liked what their plan was. So he said, yeah, I'll sign long-term. And sometimes you need a guy to come out and say, yeah, why? Like, I like it in Columbus. I think he, he did a press conference and he was like, yeah, why? Columbus has been really good to me. Why would I want to leave? Um, which was not long after the the Seth Jones trade and you know all of the the public well Seth Jones doesn't want to stay in Columbus he's going to sign somewhere else in free agency so I'd kind of assumed that Wierenski was was gone I assumed he was going to walk his way to free agency as well and just leave but him signing that long-term deal really felt like okay this is this is the the start of building something new uh Boone Jenner had signed a little bit before that obviously but he is again we've just named him the captain he's a core piece um I don't think we're ever going to get like 30 goal scorer Boone Jenner that we did a few seasons ago. I say a few seasons, it was like 2014 uh, now, but he scored 30 goals. He scored 30 goals one season and then has never really kind of lived up to it since then. But he's the captain now. He's having a really good start to the season. Like I say, four goals in six games. Uh, he's signed long-term. Also Bjorkstrand is signed long-term. We haven't even talked about him. He's one of yeah. the most underrated players in the NHL, I yes. think. Um and, you know, we've got young pieces. We've got these three first-round picks that we got this season. Uh, Chinikov looks like he's turning into a really solid player. Uh, we managed to get Adam Boquist and Jake Bean for Seth Jones, two young, good defensemen. It's uh, obviously Muslikens signed long-term. It feels like we are at the start of something really fun and exciting. And I feel like we can only go up from here. Yeah, for sure. And it's kind of a similar situation with Mika. You know, he gets eight years and eight and a half million dollars a season from the Rangers this offseason. But to your point, Jay, you know, you were talking about Wierenski with it being kind of a long contract, maybe a little bit longer than you would want. And I think it's kind of the same situation with Mika Zibanejad, but that's what it takes sometimes. You know, you have to tack on an extra year or two. And uh, if you want to hang on to your own guy. But, you know, as for that extension, I couldn't be happier about it. Mika's been doing his thing in New York for a long time now. And there's all this talk, you know, throughout the entire offseason. I mean, I'm sure you followed the Jack Eichel sweepstakes at least to an extent. But, you know, there's all this talk about, oh, the Rangers should trade for Eichel. And, you know, my stance on that has always been we've already got a fantastic center in Mika Zibanejad here. And not to sound cold or anything like that, but Mika doesn't have a bad neck like Jack Eichel does. And on top of that, 
you know, Mika has already thrived under the bright lights of New York City. We don't know how Jack Eichel would do with that. And Mika's the better defensive player of the two. And on top of everything, and this is the biggest point I'm going to make about the whole situation between Mika and Eichel, is that with Mika, you don't have to trade away draft picks and, you know, players on your NHL roster and prospects to land Jack Eichel. You just have to re-sign your own guy. And, um, you know, lockdown Ranger fans are going to have to bear with me because it's something I've talked about before. But we've got some Blue Jackets fans listening now, too. But, yeah, I, I do think Mika gave the Rangers a little bit of a break as well, you know, kind of taking a little bit of a hometown discount because I get the feeling had he hit unrestricted free agency, he might have been able to do even better than eight and a half million dollars a season. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited that that came together. And uh, here's to uh, many more prosperous seasons of Mika Zibanejad with the New York Rangers. Yeah, exactly. And like that said, that's kind of the, I had this, a very, very similar conversation actually with um, Jack Bushman of, of Lockdown Hawks. We got together to talk about Seth Jones and, you know, do you want to pay money for Seth Jones plus a trade or do you want to wait and risk signing someone in free agency? And it, so it's kind of the the opposite, but yeah, like I, I kind of had the same the same thought. Columbus got mentioned in the, the Eichel situation because we have like one and a half centers or we did at the start of the season um you know our center depth has turned into maybe not the best but it's a it's better than i think people thought it was going to be and so everyone was like well they need centers obviously they're going to give like their best goalie and their two leading goal scorers and a first round pick and prospect for jack eichel and um yeah i i, I didn't i didn't see that i didn't buy it i didn't think it was necessary and it seems like Ekalainen has kind of thought along the same thing of you don't want to sell the farm for one guy to win yeah. now when that's giving up, you know, three, four years of winning in the future, maybe. Yeah, on top of that, I mean, $10 million a season. I mean, look, he's, he's a very good player. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, you are maybe handcuffing yourself as far as, you know, other moves that you might be able to make, you know, down the road somewhere as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So listen, Jay, this is a ton of fun. As always, you know, love doing these crossover specials and uh, enjoy the game Friday night. And we'll have to do this again sometime later this season when these two teams are playing each other again. Yeah, this is this is good. Like I said, like I said, I'm just so excited to play the rest of the league this season. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be yeah. fun to see the Rangers again. Yeah, it's, it's fun to uh, get some, uh, you know, some variety this season for sure. And uh, Ranger fans, Blue Jacket fans, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. Coming up in a minute, I've got a mailbag for you all. But first, I want to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start and the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, there's going to be even more odds, props, and contests as BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website to use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's right, 100%. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Make sure you use promo code NFL100 to uh, get that bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Once again, that is promo code NFL100. NFL100 for a 100% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So, some fun questions this week. Uh, we've got some goalie talk coming up, uh, which, you know, I always love. Uh, but first, uh, someone wants to know, 
It's obviously only been a few games, but now that we've seen teams in action, thoughts on the competition in the Metro this year? Yeah, it's been... It's, it's looking pretty busy in the Metro. I believe as of a recording conversation with John on Wednesday afternoon, every team in the Metropolitan Division had a winning record. Uh, things have shifted a little bit since then, but if you go to the, the standings, uh, it's still the worst record uh, in the Metro is New Jersey, who are 3-2. and two. And, you know, that's still a 600% winning percentage. Uh... Pittsburgh is just over 500, they're 7-3, they're 3-2-2 three, two two in seven games, uh, you know, Columbus hanging in there, they've got that fifth spot with a record of 4-2, and two. and, you know, the it's looking a lot better than, than I thought it would be, I mean, we know that the Metropolitan Division is going to be a bloodbath, you know, Carolina obviously is a good team, Washington looks like they're a good team now. Or, you know, continuing to be a good team. Uh, New York's had a really strong start to the season. I think everyone pretty much assumes that Pittsburgh and New York, uh, the Islanders, are going to be good. New Jersey's probably going to take a step up. The only kind of question marks in the division for me really were Columbus and uh, Philadelphia. And, I mean, Philadelphia is currently 4-1-1. and And Columbus is 4-2. and So, obviously, you know, it's, it's still really early in the season. But it's looking promising for the Metropolitan Division to take five of the eight available playoff spots in the East, which could be could be interesting. There are there are gonna be some good teams that don't make the playoffs this season. Hopefully we are not one of them. And <laughs> uh, next up we're gonna talk goalies. Uh, so my thoughts on the goalie situation, how they're playing, uh, with Elvis looking like the number one in terms of usage, how does the Cup Salah situation shake out? Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that Elvis is going to be the number one going forward, unless, you know, he starts to falter a little bit, uh, Corpsalo gets hot, you know, it's happened before, We uh, you know, the past couple of seasons, they've kind of flip-flopped between who getting the, the time, but I think it's it's pretty pretty obvious that Elvis is our number one going forward. Um, I don't think Corpsalo has played badly at this point in the season. He was the only player that showed up in that game against Detroit, you know. 39 of 41 saves in that game, and we still lost. Uh, he wasn't quite as good against uh, Carolina, I thought, but still solid. Um, but Elvis is looking, I mean, you know, knock on wood, Elvis is looking like a Vesna candidate this season. Um, I would be surprised if it's, you know, much more than a 60-40 split. I think I think Corpsalo is still going to get some decent playing time this season because um, he's still a very good goalie. And if you've got two good goalies, you might as well use both of them. Um, my thought is that Elvis will probably play closer to 50 and Corpsalo will probably play 30-32. Um, but like I say, that could, that could all change. That's how I would do it, personally. Um, but I am not the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets, so we will see. It also would not surprise me, you know, I've talked about it a little bit on the show before, to see us uh, flip Gopsalo at the deadline, especially if we're not in a playoff push. Um, he's free a UFA at the end of the season. Um, I know that they're talking about how, you know, they could always re-sign him if he plays well, but I, I don't see us paying Cup Salo next season, unless he takes, you know, significantly less than what Elvis is taking. Um, so, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that, but that's my kind of 
prediction is that we flip him at the deadline. Uh, final question. Uh, thoughts on organisational depth, uh, re-injuries and call-ups and whatnot. Uh, I feel like a lot of the solid players have been traded uh, and I've retained very little information about their replacements. Yeah, we have got a real kind of, not necessarily a logjam, we have a lot of very strong top six forwards in Cleveland and top two to three defensemen in Cleveland. Um, I believe Gavin Bayreuther is still up with the Blue Jackets at the minute. Uh, Max Domi has been activated off injured reserve. I imagine he'll probably go in for Chinakov tonight, which is not my favourite, but... I don't know who else you would take out of the lineup. It's it's a really tough decision to make. Uh, Justin Danforth has been sent back down to Cleveland. Uh, Emil Bemstrom is still on IR, so that is uh, we have our thirteen forwards plus Emil on um, on IR. So that's that's kind of how how injuries are looking at the minute. Uh, Domi was injured in the game against Seattle, so he's been out for a couple of weeks. Uh, cracked rib, I think. Um, he's healthy, he's looking to play. Um, I would send Chinikov down to Cleveland, honestly, uh, and let him, you know, he scored a goal in his only game down there. Let's, you know, send him down, get a little bit of confidence building, and hopefully he kind of comes back up and kills it. Um, in terms of defense, uh, I, again, uh, Bayreuther is up with the Blue Jackets at the minute. Uh, we've got Carlson in. Uh, we've got Dean Kukan, uh, we've got Scott Harrington, uh, they're both playing, uh, Andrew Peake is playing, uh, Adam Boakvist I don't think will play tonight, so we have lots of lots of defensemen, and again, it's kind of a little bit of a, of a logjam, uh, but I do think that it's strange, we have a lot of players in Cleveland that are doing really well in Cleveland, but they're still, again, a little bit further down. So, you know, um, Tyler Engel is leading the, the Monsters in points at the minute, I believe. Uh, Jake Christensen is second. He's a defenseman. So, you know, those guys, obviously, you want them to... You would think they would be first on the list to be called up, but for them to be called up, uh, you know, we would have to have probably a couple more injuries. Uh, you know, we've got Chinikov, who is right there and waiting. Uh, Josh Dunn could get called up. Kevin Stenland, obviously, he was in the NHL for most of this season. He's kind of been relegated to the AHL because of Cole Sillinger's strong uh, camp and start to the season. Um, we have a lot of a lot of prospects. I don't know that we have any kind of game changers in the, in the system right now uh, that are in Cleveland, but it's I think if we get injured, unless, you know, it's to a goaltender, I think we might we might be okay. And I think you'd be surprised at the the, the depth we have in, in the AHL. Um, I think that's all the time I've got for today. Uh, on Monday, we'll uh, look at tonight's game against New York, and we'll look at Sunday's game against uh, New Jersey, I believe. Yes, we're playing uh, a Sunday afternoon game against New Jersey, so we'll break down those two games on Monday, and we'll look ahead to the game against uh, Colorado on Thursday. It's a bit of a weird schedule in the next couple of weeks. A lot of a lot of gaps in the in the schedule, but it's it's fine. Um, I've been Jeff Foster. 
Thank you again for listening, for making me your first listen of the day. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, now, please make your second listen of the day, Locked on Blackhawks. Uh, I talked about this a little bit yesterday, but Jack Bushman has been doing some really kind of great and heartfelt work covering the uh, Kyle Beach interview, the statements from Blackhawks leadership, uh, things like that. So if you want to uh, learn more about that, then... Uh, make Locked on Blackhawks your second listen of the day. Uh, if you would like to follow me on Twitter, I am underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jacket and wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have comments, questions, criticisms, uh, you can email me at lockedonbluejacket at gmail.com. Enjoy the game tonight, enjoy the weekend, and until Monday, make sure you stay locked on.